it seems apparent to me that the people who put together the lectionary are unaware that this is Thank Offering Sunday when they give us these texts. Now, you may or may not appreciate this, but as a pastor, I feel somewhat of an obligation to preach from the text. And when I really don't want to, which is not often, but when that's the case, I change the text so that I can preach from the text. But there is gospel in these texts. The question is, what color glasses are we wearing? Because it is true that the law in these texts, the the consequences of sin, of separation from God, are clear and frightening. But that's not all the text says. And so on this Thank Offering Sunday, let's, let's hear the promise in this text and let's simply allow ourselves to hear the warning in this text to motivate us to more aggressively, or maybe that's not the best word, more deliberately showing that grace and that love of God in the gospel to friends and neighbors who have not yet realized it. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, and 10. As we hear the rest of the text, as we recognize in both New Testament and Old the wrath and the judgment that comes with the day of the Lord, we, God's people, are embraced by this promise that says, you will not be separated from me. This wrath, this hardship, this struggle, this daily life will not separate you from God's love. Over the course of the last few weeks, there have been multiple memorial services. And in many of those memorial services, we hear the promise of Romans 8 that says nothing in all of creation, neither life nor death nor anything else, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we read with gospel lenses, we're reminded of that promise and we're sustained by that promise as we hear the words that are true of judgment and wrath apart from the salvation that is ours in Jesus. He died so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. And then these words in verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. The reality of our walk with God is that we hear 
law and gospel. The reality of the task of preaching is that sometimes my job is to afflict the comfortable as well as to comfort the afflicted. And so there are times in your life where the movement of the Holy Spirit in your heart and even through your friends and family will convict you of the sin of your life, those things you have done or failed to do that God called you to do, and you will feel the guilt of that reality in your life. So then what? So then we turn to Jesus afresh. We admit where we have fallen short and we experience the embrace and the goodness of God's love and forgiveness and and critically important is we encourage one another with these words there are times when the internal conflict within us that recognizes our sin needs someone from the outside to say to us, remember this, God loves you and so do I. There are times when our own self-evaluation will allow us to say, I have nothing to give. And in fact, if what we're asking is, do I have something to give that will make God happy with me? Do I have something to give that will, allow, that will encourage God to love me? Do I have something to give to earn the forgiveness that I so desperately need? Then in fact, the answer is no, you absolutely don't. But if the question is, does God love me? If the question is, Does God forgive me? Is the promise of eternity mine for today and forever? Then sometimes you need someone from the outside to remind you of that promise and that truth. And so we hear these hard words of judgment and then we see this phrase tacked on to the end. Encourage one another with these words. And that doesn't mean you scare the out of them. It means that you remind them of the offer of our gracious God who gave his only son so that we could receive forgiveness. That offer is yours today and every day. That offer is yours when you're in the midst of dealing with this sense of being convicted for your sins of commission or omission. And by the way, that what they call office of the keys is yours as a son and daughter of God to offer to others so that they too can experience the blessing of that forgiveness. Build up hope so that you'll all be together in this, no one left out, no one left behind, and know you're already doing this, just keep on doing it. Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica. And Paul writes to the church in San Jose. Keep on doing what you're doing in sharing the love and the goodness of God. Keep on doing what you're doing as you are blessed to be a blessing 
just as Abraham was when God chose him from the beginning, and just as we are as children of God today, we are blessed to be a blessing. One of the challenges sometimes in the blessing is to recognize the truth that we are blessed. Again, we need our brothers and sisters in Christ to remind us, to help us to see afresh the blessings that God has given us because they're not always obvious. Maybe they are the ability to play a guitar and sing in the contemporary service and occasionally, very rarely show up at a traditional service to share the blessing that you have been given. Maybe it's a smile and a big personality like we celebrated yesterday at Joyce Verstig's service. How have you been blessed? Where is God desiring to extend his blessing through you? Perhaps you need your brothers and sisters in Christ to remind you what they see in you. You see, in the gospel lesson today, we hear these amazing words about the man who received five and the man who received two bags of gold. When the master returned and those blessings were extended and expanded, he said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. If you have the wrong glasses on, you will hear that if I can multiply the blessings of God, then God will bless me more and I will get more. If you have on your gospel lenses, you will recognize that the blessing that God has given you is a blessing of being able to enter into that activity of God blessing others and you become a part of the way that happens. And a part of the joy of the master is the joy of blessing others. And so your Joy will be expanded and you can enter into the joy of the master by entering into the work of blessing the world whom God loves. What an amazing gift it is in our lives when we discover an opportunity to shower someone with love in a way that truly blesses them. I've heard so many say, not just it is more blessed to give than to receive, but I got more than I gave when I entered into the service of others. Well done, good and faithful servants. Why does it require faithfulness to extend this blessing to others? In part, it's because there are times when those whom we are called to bless are not very kind, are clearly undeserving. And we do what we do 
out of faithfulness to God who is faithful to us rather than out of our own faithfulness to someone else or even our own faithfulness to follow through on the commitment we make. Some of you have brought forward commitments uh, this morning for how you will uh, financially and otherwise support St. Timothy's in the coming year. My hope is that you don't fulfill this out of a commitment to the promise you made to the church in filling out this number, but rather that you fulfill it in a faithful walk with God who continues to shower his blessing upon you and that you enter in to the joy of your master. Come and share your master's joy by living this life of abundance and blessing that God pours out and indeed has shaped and made you for. Encourage and build one another up with these words. As I was listening to the family of Joyce Verstig over the course of the last couple of weeks, I heard over and over again how she engaged with others, whether it was in the Naomi circle or the quilters group or the, the shoebox ministry of Samaritan's Purse. Over and over again, she was able to engage in service while at the same time engaging in fellowship and the blessing of being a part of God's church in this place. She was both blessed and a blessing as she lived out that journey. It was wonderful to share it. The quilts before you today are the effort of a number of servants from this church who have made over a hundred quilts in the last year. And by the way, there aren't a hundred here because many of them have already been sent out. They've been shared with families who were at uh, the Dream House. They've been sent to Maui in the midst of the devastation that took place on that island. They're, they're constantly ready to respond to those needs by providing the, the warmth and the beauty and the expression of love in God's embrace by these beautiful handmade quilts. And we are grateful that they are blessed to be a blessing. I've already shared what an amazing couple of weeks has been at Fish, but the truth of the matter is it's been an amazing year. How, how the need has continued to expand and the ability to respond to that need has happened. How, how, how many of you have begun to contribute food again after the COVID restrictions? How many of you supply time and energy to, to sort things out, to greet people, to register them, to carry the blessing of food to their cars. And on top of that, create an opportunity for a number of people in our community not associated with our congregation to be blessed to be a blessing, to come and volunteer and be a part of that amazing way others are gifted and blessed. In just a few weeks, we will be distributing the uh, shoe boxes that have been assembled over the last uh, few weeks, over 300 to go around the world and to be gathered together with shoe boxes that have been put together from churches all around the globe to say to some of those families in need, God loves you. Receive this little blessing as a token of our love and concern and to know that we know that you 
are here. We are blessed to be a part of the city team ministry in our city, and in fact, at our second service, several of those folks even uh, bless us by worshiping with us on a regular basis. Others of our volunteers are connected in ways that mentor and encourage and pray with and for those men and women. Mercy Mobile has been going out over the course of the last year, and a number of our members are there to meet those people on the street, to give them food, to just give them an opportunity to eat a little bit and to have a conversation and to know they're being seen. Thank you for participating in that. We just received an update from the folks at Chapa Community in Ethiopia where 156 children are being blessed, 82 of them sponsored and friends with many of our folks here in church this morning. By the way, I've just learned that there are nine more who are unsponsored at this point. Other sponsors have had to drop out, and there are are nine in need, but it was amazing to hear afresh how their lives are being blessed, how they're being encouraged and trained in discipleship and in education and in healthcare and even in economic sustainability. It is a great ministry, and I thank you for your generosity for joining that ministry in this last year. Coming in 2024, we will be entering into a partnership with Love, Inc., Love in the Name of Christ, where we will be training and mentoring and partnering with those in discipleship and budgeting uh, to strengthen their ability to live out their lives, understanding how best to use the blessings that God provides for them. We're looking, by the way, for mentors in that. I'm going to point out Daryl. and Daryl, would you raise your hand? If you're interested in knowing more about that, Daryl can tell you about it following the service. He didn't know I was going to do that. Why, is, why does this matter? Why is this important? Because, brothers and sisters in Christ, we are children of the light. And especially when the world in which we live feels dark, because of grief, because of economic upset, because of war and, and war that just doesn't seem to be able to be resolved. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you are the light of the world because Jesus is the light of the world and he lives in you. And so we live in gratitude for the grace that is poured out into our lives and we share it and multiply it and enter into the joy of our master. Be blessed by gratitude.